Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the pandemic edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Hope that uh, wherever you are, you're safe and sound today and feeling good and healthy. Kath, good to see you from your spare room. How are things? In the spare room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the good thing is that uh, we do we do not have to change The Ride Home, although we have uh, been calling it the, um, the stay-at-home stay edition mm-hmm. of The Ride Home. But we are not like the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. about the news today that the Redskins, uh, after some like 83 years, will now be changing their name. The Washington Redskins will be changed to who knows what right. after a long time pressure. And, of course, um, the uh, FedEx people who have uh, given the Washington Redskins a couple of hundred million dollars said, yeah, guys, it's time. So here we go. Good. I think it's fine. I think it's more than fine. I, I mean, really what, do. Like. I just, I, it's one of those things that since I'm not involved as far as, you know, it's not my nationality, it's not my ethnicity, right. it's not my, like if it bothers somebody, I just don't think I care that much. Yeah. So do time you, to do change you think, it. Do you think I'm underreactive? No, I don't think you are. I mean, for most people, like you're saying, it doesn't really affect us. It's not our team. First of all, we're not native American, right? So Okay, so change the name, right? Right. So I feel like if it bothers Native Americans, then change the name. Right. I mean, you know I, I wish they would I, change. I know. I know there are people out there who are ready to like, you know, have an accident, saying, "Oh, you're just going to go along with every person who complains." No, oh, no, I'm not no. Go along with every person who complains, but we do have a demonstrated history of horrific behavior, and it's by we, I mean the leaders of America, have a demonstrated history of horror towards Native Americans. So Without this a is doubt. one step closer yeah. to extending kindness, grace, and asking for forgiveness, then why would that not be a Christian virtue we want to espouse? I agree. More than anything, I wish they would just get rid of the tomahawk chop. Oh, my gosh. Listen, what about the Atlanta Braves? Please. So the Braves have said, the Atlanta Braves, the baseball team, have said they are not going to change their name, and the tomahawk chop is under review. Okay, Okay, why? so the Braves get to keep their name because it's like a good adjective? I don't know. I just, I don't know. You know, Weird. I hate the Atlanta Braves. You know that. Oh, I despise the Atlanta Braves. More and than, doesn't they, that, that is the oh. worst chant, cheer, whatever you no. want to call it in all of sports. It's just the same one they use at USC. I can't stand it. I think the Redskins use it as well, don't they? Uh, I don't think so. I, oh, I thought, I maybe, thought another sports team did. Maybe they do. Hmm. Okay. Well, listen to this. Um, High school, college, semi-pro, amateur teams, as of July of 2018, um, there were some 3,000 teams across America who have some reference to Native Americans. You're kidding. How about that? Yeah. Uh, The Warriors is the most common name, 780 teams across the country. The Indians, 493. The Raiders, the Braves, the Chiefs. 
Then there's the official tribe names, which have been co-opted by sports teams. Then the Redskins, which is 75 other teams, are named the Redskins here in the United States. Really? The Red Men, 17. The Savages, 13 teams are named the Savages across the country. The Reds, the Tribe, Orange Men, the Squaws, and the Shaman. All those names are currently being used by sports teams across the country. I would imagine there'll be a change, don't you think? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I'm i in a school district whose uh, team name is the Indians. North Hills Indians. North Hills Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Penn Hills. Could they be the Indians as well? Mm. West awesome. Allegheny. Thank you, Mike. So, uh, I mean, um, I, here's the thing that's confusing about the team situation, John, is that your team is something that you're excited about. Yeah. So it's not a derogatory thing. It is a good thing. So you feel like, okay, you're the fighting Indian. So this right. is a good thing that you're cheering for. So I, I, this is where I would like to have some conversation with someone who is Native American. And perhaps we can do that later in the show because we're going to open up the phones. I'd like to hear if it's bothersome, if it, if it does seem in some way insulting, um, if it, if, or maybe people who are of Native American descent. And of course, I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush because every Native American person can have their own opinion. But I wonder if people would call in and say, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, I'll be kind of curious. Uh, speaking of but the, the Braves, orange men of Syracuse are not, that's not a Native American link. It isn't. What no, is it? That's, that's based on the Protestants. That's the Protestant oh, okay. Catholic fight. Oh, okay. Well, which I'm we upset could, by that. I mean, talk, I, it's a, it, first of all, it's amazing how many people don't know that. And second of all, that nobody's upset about that. No, no one is. No. Well, wh- I remember, um, I'm old enough to remember the Atlanta Braves. Their team mascot was a, um, a guy by the name of Chief Wahoo. And he literally was in a teepee out in center field. And when one of the Braves players hit a home run, he would come out of the TP and do a little war dance around the TP. No, he wouldn't. Yeah. And that, that wasn't even that long ago that they got rid of Chief Wahoo. I bet it's, I bet it's 10 years, maybe 15 at the outset. Really? Yeah. Chief Wahoo. Chief Wahoo would not mm-hmm. be welcomed right now. No, no, he would not. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It, it, you know, for us to say, eh, uh, we have no really deep, hard connection to it. Now, if you wanted to change the pirates' names, now, right? now we're huh? getting down to the nitty gritty. Well, okay? the pirates are going to be upset. The buccaneers, right? Well, pirates are the other. I mean, I've thought about this more than once since I was a child. Pirates are. It's this is not a great group of people to be cheering about. Who the pirates? Yeah, the I don't mean the baseball team. I mean the fact that pirates in the world. I mean, this is yeah. not like rah rah. What a great organization. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't not. know. I don't know. Here's the here's the thing I think is important to say is that we as Christians don't get co-opted by either political party saying that team names are good or team names are bad or statues are good or statues are bad. We can't allow ourselves to just fall on in party lines like we don't have a greater purpose in life. I mean, our mission is to be representatives of Jesus on earth and to know him better and to live according to the fullness and goodness that he's given to us and to share that with, with as many people as possible. Yes. So it, I just want to, I don't know, my, my, my grieving right now is to see so many people, especially in social media, who just are falling um, in one of two camps without realizing that this is limiting their exposure and their example of who Jesus is to the world. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Just, am I making sense? I mean, I'm just I'm making sense. I don't know. I feel like whether it's mask or no mask or statue or no statue or redskins or no redskins, it's just too easy to see a red and blue perspective on everything instead of seeing a godly perspective. On yes, it. I agree. Okay. Let's take a break. We got a okay. big show for you today, do we not? We sure do. I'm excited big about show. it because it's National French Fry Day. Hey, who doesn't like uh, a French fry? Like who can it. be offended by a French fry? Oh, some people are very offended by a French fry. Spuds McKenzie. But we're not, not going to talk about that until later. Right. In our five o'clock hour, we will open up the phones to hear from you. Should all Native American team names be changed? And if so, what are you changing them to? Mm. We would like to hear your nominations. Plus, David French from the Dispatch at five ten. Coming up in the four o'clock hour, from our emotions to God's solutions. Our friend Tony Turner with us talking about racism and how it gets in the way of what God is doing. And up next, our other good friend Greg Clugston in his weekly slot on our show, live from the White House. John, a few things to talk about. A few. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the Monday edition. We're glad you're here at the Ride Home. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. The reason you aren't going to be bored in heaven is because heaven is everything you've been looking for. And when you get there, the first day there, you know what your biggest expression is going to be? Aha! Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Revealing the Mysteries of Heaven, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corrie ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II, and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Pittsburgh. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. Worried about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial, they've got you covered. This is Kathy Emmons. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything. Copays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today. Today, 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek, Hebrew, or other courses online this fall at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Application deadline is July 30th. Visit pts.edu. We are welcoming patients back and we're happy to do so. Although we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to, the same 
same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care is still there. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. WORD celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound seniors' achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at wordfm.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this station. Monday, our first guest out of the shoot is Greg Cluxton. Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent, where he reports daily and joins us right now. Greg, welcome back. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good, John. Thank you very much for the invitation. Hi, Kathy. Yeah, always glad to talk to you, Greg. Thank you, um, it's Greg. Na- it's National French Friday, so I just mm. want you to tuck that away for later conversation <laughs> <laughs> in this segment. Um, okay, Greg, so Roger Stone um, has been pardoned by the president. Uh, talk about the commentary. Right. Well, there's been lots of commentary, some calling it that, you know, it's this is a grave, you know, mis- uh, injustice done by the president. This is a, a friend of his, a longtime associate. Uh, an advisor, uh, and they felt like he was he was convicted of lying to Congress on several charges and uh, dealing with the Russia investigation, and that uh, he he's he's guilty. He's he's, he's a felon and and should serve time. He was he was set to uh, begin this week more than three years in prison, and uh, so what the president did with uh, commuting the prison sentence, uh, the commu- there are two different um, uh, authorities, powers that the presidents have in this case. They can, they can pardon someone that really wipes the slate clean in terms of, of their past uh, actions and any sort of judgment by a jury or a court, uh, or they can, they can commute uh, the person, and that's what that's the case here. The commutation essentially um, does away or removes the punishment. In this case, 40-month prison sentence for Roger Stone, and that's why you had Robert Mueller over the weekend writing uh, in an op-ed piece that uh, Stone, even though he's not going to prison, is still a convicted felon. See, so the narrative, at least from the the, the left is that, well, Roger Stone must certainly have the goods on President Trump because uh, there's payback here to keep him quiet. Right. And the White House says, look, John, you know, they say, uh, you know, there was, uh, it, was a, it was a hoax. It was, you know, all of the usual adjectives and describers that the president uses to describe the Russia investigation and to say that it was, uh, it was heavily stacked by Justice Department rogue officials and others who are really targeting the Trump campaign, the Trump White House, and they went after associates of the president, and that it was an unfair uh, playing field when it came to those investigative practices. And so the, the White House and the president simply defending his ability to do this. Um, anytime a president... Um, takes an action like this when it does involve either a friend or an associate or a former advisor. Bill Clinton, for example, came under uh, heavy criticism as he was leaving office for doing something similar with, uh, with various people that he had had close ties with. You're always going to hear f- from people who are saying that it's an abuse of power. Yes. 
Well, it's up to the president, right? It's at the president's discretion. So whether it's President Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, whomever, there's always a little uh, fly in the ointment about who gets pardoned or their sentence gets commuted. That's right. And uh, each president um, really takes, uh, takes a different approach to doing this. Now, there, there have been some concerns. It's worth noting that in the Trump administration, some of the usual or at least what have been the previous precedent in terms of protocols, in terms of going through the proper Department of Justice channels, um, there's been a question as to whether some of those channels have been short-circuited by Donald Trump. Uh, but it's really interesting how different presidents have taken a different approach. Um, some obviously have pro- pardoned or commuted more people uh, during their time in office than, uh, than other presidents. And it's simply one of those uh, situations where it truly comes down to the president. It's a final decision by that one person, and it truly is an executive power. Mm-hmm. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugson is with us on this Monday. Greg, um, all of us have children in school. Let's talk about that. The president is deeply invested in ensuring that schools open this fall. Tell us that story, please. Right. This is really an all-out effort by him and his administration to uh, put pressure And he even used that term, putting pressure on governors and state education officials to make sure that schools are reopened this fall. Um, And that's that's a worthy goal. I think everybody wants that. Everybody Mm -hmm. does want to get back to normal. That there's the you know the lingering question about safety, of course, uh, during this time of of COVID-19. What's also interesting is the president is really ascribing political reasons as to why there may be officials in some states, uh, whether they're Democratic governors or uh, Democratic-led school associations and school districts, um, that he believes that they think, that the Democrats think that there's going to be a political advantage if schools stay closed this fall, because it would mean that the country is not making improvements against the coronavirus. And therefore, that would be damaging politically to the president in his reelection bid. That's the White House view on this right now. And so that's partly what is motivating the president to say, hey, we've got to get these schools open. Uh, so essentially, um, the, the administration, the education secretary was on TV yesterday, really defend, trying to defend this. Uh, yet at the same time, there's a lot of consternation from parents and teachers about how to do this safely. How do you get kids on school buses? How do you find enough space to socially distance inside classrooms, which are sometimes overcrowded to begin with? So there are a lot of logistical questions and problems that have to be sorted out between now and the end of the summer. Greg, I'm married to a teacher, and these uh, these weeks, as they're getting ready to go back in August, are just filled with anxiety because nobody knows quite what to expect. Everybody's trying to figure out, you know, how am I going to teach kids in a mask, or how am I going to, you know, have to do um, a portion of my teaching online while also being in the classroom, and how, you know, it, it's just there's so many unknowns right now. Um, I think that teachers, in large part, appreciate the fact that the president is advocating. For for education and saying, yeah, this is a, this is an essential part of what we do um, as Americans. People across the world are doing it. We have to figure out a way. 
Right, and the White House is quick to point out that there are there are schools in other countries that have reopened uh, successfully, uh, and they are going through the process or have already started the process of of reopening those schools. Uh, but at the same time, we're we are seeing uh, an increasing number of hotspots in this country, and we've got a handful of states that are are really facing uh, rising cases, not just the number of cases, but the number of hospitalizations. Uh, the White House, of course, is uh, eager to say, look, the mortality rate remains low, even with these higher cases. But it, it, is, it is a problem when you're, when you're talking about um, children's safety, but also looking at teacher and administrator's safety. Uh, in, uh, Kathy, my daughter is a, is a fourth grade teacher, so she's looking at dealing with you know, basically nine and ten-year-olds in a classroom. And she's uh, in a state where there hasn't been a lot of direction yet as to uh, what the final plan is going to be. I think a lot of states are in that situation right now, so there's a lot of uncertainty. And even just today, for example, this doesn't deal specifically with education, but it may have an impact on that. And that is the governor of California just announcing today that indoor dining is going to be closed again now. Gyms, churches, hair salons are going to be closed again. They're reinserting some of these restrictions from the spring because they're having a hard time getting a handle on the cases right now. Wow. So that is true. I'm glad you bring this up, Greg, because it feels as though we're back into March or worse, where the numbers are spiking here in Western Pennsylvania in the Pittsburgh area. We've been really safe for a long time, but all of a sudden we become a hotspot and a couple hundred people a day in the Pittsburgh area are testing positive for coronavirus. So it's kind of hard to, you know, of course, all of us want to move forward desperately. would like yes. to have things return to normal. Yes. But at the same time, as things are spiking high, we're not even through first wave, let alone second wave. So how do you make sense of all this? And, you know, the administration being criticized for not having a clear game plan. But holy smokes, I mean, it's like a tiger by the tail. This is a first round for everybody. It's hard to try to get any sort of, um, you know, some clarity about what might be next or how to even control this thing. Yeah, it, it certainly would be. No matter who's in the White House, no matter who are the leaders in Congress, this is a this is a monumental challenge for the country, and, um, and and not just obviously for national leaders, but for leaders uh, across all levels uh, in this country. And it's the kind of and I don't need to tell you or your listeners this. We all know this, but this is this virus has really permeated life uh, at just about every level. Uh, and, and so nothing, there's like no escape from it, whether you're talking about education or whether you're talking about business, whether you're talking about employment, those kinds of things. Uh, the president, and, and of course, when you talk about the early days, we, we did see a concerted effort by the White House with daily briefings that the president, the vice president, members of the coronavirus task force were holding. We have not seen that now for a number of weeks, even though we occasionally will see some of these individuals in news media interviews. Um, and so that has led critics of the White House and the president to say that he's really abdicated any sort of authority in this area. Uh, and the White House obviously doesn't want to dwell on, on bad news or reversing numbers. But at the same time, when we do see spikes, whether it's in the Pittsburgh area or other hotspot states like Texas, California, and Florida, among others, Arizona, uh, then uh, it, it raises the concern, do we have a handle on this? And there are some people who are saying that it's, it's still out of control. 
uh, and there's there's just no easy answers right now. Speaking of do we have a handle on it, uh, let's talk about the Supreme Court and the president's tax return. I feel like we've been talking about this for about 18 years, Greg. I just cannot believe that we just can't, you know, just you just this. can't turn them over. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, by the way, we're talking to Greg Clugston live from the White House, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, what's the latest? Yeah, well, essentially, you had the Supreme Court late last week uh, issuing rulings in two separate cases that both had to do with the president's taxes, which he has been trying to keep private and those financial documents private for many, many years. And so you had in one case the Manhattan district attorney wanting to get access to those records for a criminal investigation. And essentially you had the Supreme Court in a 7-2 ruling say, yes, the Manhattan district attorney can have access to these documents. However, it's going to be sent back to a lower court to work out the arguments and the details. So there wasn't complete closure on this story. So it could be another 18 years, Kathy. I, I, sorry to tell you that, but it's okay. going to it's going to continue. And uh. then there was <laughs> a 7-2 ruling in terms of of whether or not Congress would have access. Um, and so there there was a, so, sort of a mixed uh, kind of a split decision, if you will, for the president on this. The bottom line is the, the taxes, the documents are not going to see the, the public light of day probably anytime soon and most likely not before the election. So the president doesn't have to worry about that being an issue that he has to, uh, you know, to deal with before the election day. But uh, there was a little more movement on those two topics I mean, on that topic from those two rulings, but uh, we're probably still going to hear about it into the future. Okay, Greg, uh, before you leave us, Kath brought up today is National French Fry Day. I didn't know if you know that. Uh, Kath, the question about French fries to Greg is what? Well, the question is, are you a fan of the French fry? And if you are, Greg, do you have a particular place uh, that you patronize, you know, specifically because of their fry? Uh, I would say, yes, I am a fan of French fries, although the older I get, I try to limit the intake. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, when our kids were younger, of course, we, we visited a McDonald's more often than we do today. But, you know, yes. i got to go back to the McDonald's French fry. There's something oh. about it. Yeah. It's a delicious like a nice fry. Especially yeah, hot really and greasy, I mean. And, uh, you know, I have to say that um, you guys have five guys restaurants in Pittsburgh, Oh, we right? do. Yes, sure we, we do. do. Yeah. You know, you go and order a small size of uh, fries there, and they give you a, this huge bag full, mm-hmm. <laughs> full of greasy fries. And mm-hmm. uh, I'd have to say they're, they're a different kind of French fry, but they're also very, very tasty. Very That's nice. good. That's a good nomination. I appreciate yeah, it that. Five guys fry. Yeah, it is good. Well, Greg, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for uh, bringing us up to date here around the nation's capital. We always appreciate your input. Glad to do it, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Greg Clugston, SRN News, Salem Radio Network, White House correspondent, Greg Clugston. Information about Greg at wordfm.com. And Take advocating, a break. And advocating for the five guys, Fry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, five very unlikely things we got from religion. This is good news. Maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. 
MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by July 31st, and you'll save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is called 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Traveling internationally may not have been a priority for you in recent weeks. But as our country and others around the world start to reopen, we're confident it will be safe to travel to the Holy Land this December. Israel has already reopened to the public while maintaining safe social distancing. In fact, an independent organization recently rated Israel as the number one country on its COVID-19 safety ranking. There is no better time than now to sign up to join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell from MyPillow on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. Visit SebGorka.com and click the Israel banner to register. Seize the moment to celebrate life, freedom, and your faith by signing up to visit the inspiring Holy Land. Here's the best part. If for any reason you can't go, cancel without a penalty between now and August 14th. Reserve your spot today and travel to Israel this December with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit SebGorka.com and click the Israel banner. Looking for an easier way to find your next job? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of over 830 locations to help support your workforce needs. We're all thinking a lot about school these days. Like, will the kids ever go back? Or why can't they have enough work to last the whole day? Or if it's all online, what are the teachers really doing? Now's a perfect time to consider a Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, mainly clear with the low 57. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 84. Partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low 60. Partly sunny on Wednesday with a high 88. And on Thursday, mostly cloudy and humid. A shower or thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon with a high of 89. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. I was, um, you know, I, I, we peruse. We peruse all day long. We're like we feeders. And uh, you come across some strange websites. You know, you look at, it's not the New York Times, which is, you know, it's its own problems as well. You but uh, I do follow a website called Cracked, cracked.com. And I, I like it because they they look at the world through a cracked lens. Mm-hmm. And I love it, especially whenever they try to look at religion because they can make neither heads nor tails of right. religion in any way. Sure. So an article today, five very unlikely things we got from religion. Now take it okay. as you will. Now this, as I talked to you about these five things, it's not really religion, although you know, it's from their perspective, it is religion. So one of their things of the five is that, Chiropractic was invented 
by a spiritualist who received it from the other world. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so we, so we, the religious, have provided that to. Yes, culture. the religious. So, uh, in chiropractic circles, probably the, the 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 father of modern day chiropractic is a man by uh, David uh, Daniel David Palmer, and it's the Palmer method. You know, you go to a chiropractor. You go, I'm using the Palmer method anyway. Um, Doctor Palmer believes that uh, it was revealed to him by a man by uh, Dr. Jim Atkinson, a man who Palmer freely admitted had died 50 years previously, but had returned as an intelligent spiritual being from the other world to teach him about this new field, which wait, wasn't wait, just... The dead, the dead guy came to mm-hmm. teach him chiropractics? Yes, right. Mm. Which was not just physical therapy, but a religious system that prepares people for both this world and the next. Palmer saw himself as the fountainhead of this burgeoning faith, imagining people would look back at him as a religious founder on the level of Jesus or Muhammad. Oh, gosh. Okay. Instead, he found himself running into difficulties such as being thrown into prison for practicing medicine without a license. He died in 1913 in California, and they continued to arrest his disciples. So, okay, so I think I'm grateful that the chiropractic movement has gone past that, their yes. initial earlier moments. Ventriloquism, which we consider as entertainment, many years ago, people believed that it was the gods talking to them from their stomach. What? Mm-hmm. So, from whose stomach? The people who were, you know, the ventriloquists. But God was speaking like it wasn't they weren't throwing their voice. It was right. like that was God's voice. They were God's oh, voice coming to them from the stomach. All right. So dummies, apparently, are, you know, I don't know. Okay. I'm just I'm telling you, this is from cracked. Okay. Uh, faux gras. Have you had faux gras? No, I would never eat that. Yeah, no. me either. Okay. So faux gras was um Invented by the Jews. Now we think that you know foie gras is for wealthy people who you know yes. who, uh, and it's a barbaric practice. It is a barbaric practice. But because Jews could not eat animal fat or beef fat, they forced these ducks to consume this mass of food, and then would use the foie gras as you know the animal fat for their own cooking. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Happy America where it came from. I still hope that the practice dies. America started camping because of a spiritual discipline. Now um, that I believe, you know why? Mm-hmm. Because Christians are crazy about camping. Yes, that's true. In the mid 19th century, camping wasn't really a thing. People knew the word, but camps were traditionally something the military set up. Now, um, Adventures in the Wilderness or Camp Life in the Adirondacks by William Murray, who was a Connecticut minister. Mm-hmm. He first experienced the outdoors as a kind of hunting and fishing thing, but he also came to appreciate spending days out just chilling out. He wrote about these experiences in a series of essays, which turned into a guidebook. It sold loads, hundreds of thousands of copies. And then because he was a pastor, it took on spiritual overtones. Yes. See, now listen, from the very start... It was pushy. Camping was. Yes. I don't know why it is that Christians have to link the spiritual to the camping. I like camping. I hate camping so much. How about, would you do like a high-end camping? No. Like, I've seen camping like where you You can You mean like a hotel? No, no, no. No, you go and someone like sets up this like super deluxe tent in the wilderness. The tent has air conditioning. 
right? And my house put, doesn't have air conditioning. I don't clearly don't need that. But there you are in the middle of nowhere. Some advanced party has set everything up for you. And, you know, you live in the lap of luxury, but you're surrounded by nature. No. I would do that. No. Great. Mm-hmm. I hope you do it and enjoy it. Mike, you like camping too, don't you? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, gosh. Does, yeah. I would yeah, do that in a heartbeat. Just, you guys go out and you just commune with nature. I'm happy to commune with nature and then go back to an actual to edifice where I'm going to sleep. Okay. All right. Uh, the five very unlikely things we get thanks to religion. The last one, it involves luau's. Have you ever been to a luau? <laughs> wow, we're jumping around so much from chiropractics to luau's only on the ride home. Uh, I've never been to Hawaii. I've never been to a luau. Well, luau's were luau's were sex segregated by religious law, and integration ended the whole religion. And that's all I'll say about it. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay, but apparently Darn it, luau's. I wish, I wish we could delve more into that. Luau's, ventriloquism, chiropractic. Camping, all those have some odd religious thread. Okay. All right. Well, you heard it here first. That's terrific. Okay. Coming up next in the Undeck Circle, we have Tony Turner. Uh, Tony is a Pittsburgh-based counselor and pastor, and she's going to talk about moving from our emotions to God's solutions. She says racism, it gets in the way of mm-hmm. what God is doing. So we'll talk about that with Tony next. We're glad you're with us the Monday edition of The Ride Home. WORD. Do you believe in miracles? You will when you enter the Colton Dixon Miracles Matchup. You could win a special Colton Dixon prize pack or win a spot performing with Colton on video. Submit your name for the prize pack or submit an audition video of you playing keys to be considered for the video with Colton. Get your entry in today for the Colton Dixon Miracles Matchup now at wordfm.com slash Colton. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. Some of these things I just can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here in the Bible. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce, as well as Grammy singer, YouTube star Jamie Grace, and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code Pittsburgh to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Excel Home Care will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard right. You can actually get paid to provide care for those you love. To learn more, contact Excel Home Care today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. Excel Home Care, 412-212-8950, 412-212-8950. Excel Home Care, a help at home company. Planning a vacation can be a lot of fun, but preparing for retirement, not so much. It's confusing. That's where Kevin Bach can help, showing you how to generate retirement income. 
how to choose a good social security claiming strategy, and how to help minimize your tax obligations. Call Kevin at 724-837-3553. Kevin Bach is not affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach, PA Insurance License Number 352896. Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek, Hebrew, or other courses online this fall at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Application deadline is July 30th. Visit pts.edu. I was a little bit surprised but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office and their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Good friend of ours is back with us, Tony Turner. He's a pastor, a counselor, a teacher. Gracism Task Force on Facebook. Tony, welcome back to the show. How are you? I can't believe I just did that. What did oh. you do? Hello? Hi, Hello? are you there, Tony? Oh, yeah. I thought I just uh, disconnected myself. But anyway, I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? Good. We're good. We are well. Thank you, Tony. And, you know, you've talked to us before about moving from our emotions when it comes to race Mm -hmm. uh, to God's solutions. And I think that that's a really wise approach because so much of our um, our cultural conversation in America is just amped up over emotion that if even if it's for the good temporarily, if it's not based on anything deeper, it's going to die out and not produce anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, I alluded to this uh, once before when we talked, but it basically, you know, our emotions are, are located in, in the soul part of us. You know, that's where we think, that's where we reason, that's where we remember, that's where we make decisions and all of that. And our our soul, our, our spirit, once we're born again, has access to our soul, and but so does our flesh. And our flesh is where all the, the naughty stuff comes from, the anger, the hatred, the fear, the bitterness, the greed, all of those things. And we got a pull on our soul from both of those entities. And like in Psalm 23, it says that the soul is the one part of us that needs to be restored. And, and the word is that he restores our soul. So that means that it's a continual. It doesn't just come and go like a one-time restoration, but it's something that we have to work at every day. We have to yield it to him every day so he can restore it. We have to make sure that we're listening to him. So the things that are, that we're observing or the things that we're remembering, the things that, uh, you know, we hear, we have to, uh, allow those to be filtered through the Holy Spirit, you know, working through our spirit. And uh, what happens if we don't, uh, like in Proverbs, it says that we are to guard our heart. Well, that's talking about, again, our, our thinking and our reasoning and all of that. We're to guard that with all diligence because that's where we process all of the issues of life. And uh, when we are angry, when we are bitter, when we are, you know, fearful, when we have our, our focus on, you know, the things of this world, the flesh and blood issues, then we don't really have uh, our minds, our, our souls, our thinking is compromised. And so we can't come up with the things that, you know, God clearly wants to, you know, speak to us. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, like all the things that we've been looking at on um, Facebook, on the news. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I heard about one man that's reading, the new, reading about 40 newspapers a day. I'm like, 
okay, what's, you know, what could possibly be going into his head, you know, that is going to come, you know, cause something good to come out. And, um, it, it's just, we have to remember that our, our battles are not with flesh and blood. Our battles are not with flesh and blood. So racism, you know, and when I say racism, I'm not talking about just black folks and white folks being able to get along together because we can do that if we want to. You know, we have preferences or we have, you know, we have friends. I mean, I have friends from all over the world and I, I treasure what I gained from my relationships with all those different cultures. But, uh, and I think about it, you know, Kathy, John, if, you, if I'm not standing in all that I can stand in as far as God's empowerment, then that means that you guys are missing what I have, my part of of him being reflected onto you. And if you guys are, are, you know, if you're standing in a place of, you know, under all of those things, if you've got anger or you've got bitterness or you've got hatred or whatever, something that divides us, then that means I'm not getting your part, (laughs) you know, which is there for all of us. And uh, we have to come to the place where we make the choice to allow the things that Jesus uh, wants for us, to allow those things. And the scripture says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. You know, we... Okay, so Tony, let me interrupt you for a second. Okay. So what you're saying is that our... The, if we judge one another mm-hmm. in a deleterious way based on race, we're actually blocking what God could be doing through us. Is that right? That's correct. You are blocking not only what, uh, what he can do through me, but you are also blocking what he has for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you're focused on me in a way that that's not God's intention. You're not to sit in a judgment seat over me, okay, because your job is to do your job, okay? God is the only judge. He's the one that gives us our identity. And so when you, uh, when you identify me as being less than or even more than what God says, then you have judged me incorrectly, and that means that you're going to miss out on what I have. Yeah. So there it is, that, is that daily surrender to self through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Because he's the only one that has the answers. He's the only one that has the solution. There's a, there's a scripture in Ephesians uh, in, the, in the third chapter that says that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is working in us. Us is a collective and that's why I do the gracism because I'm I'm like we have to have the unity because God has has an empowerment that He is waiting to command on on us as a body of Christ. Okay, so that unity is what we're mm-hmm. striving for, and that's what Jesus prayed for in John mm-hmm. 17 um, before His crucifixion is that we would be one. Um, Tony, I've always appreciated your approach to this simply because you never started the gracism task force because you were, I don't know, you just wanted people to get along and be nicer or whatever. It was, it was something much deeper. And I think this is what you've always been getting at. Yes. Well, I, you know, as I've said to other people, it's, it's why I breathe. I believe that's why I'm on the planet, you know, and that's why, you know, I'm always beating that same drum and I, and I will, until, you know, until, because I believe that things like division are always going to be on the earth. But we as the body of Christ, there is 
something that he wants from us. And I'm so excited to see that. You know, I, I, I shared with you guys before, my first experiences, you know, like it's a three-year-old, my mother taking me to Catherine Coleman meetings, and I would see people getting up out of wheelchairs in the lobby. I saw the supernatural, and I want to see it again, but I, I believe that Jesus has a revival of it coming for us, just like in the New Testament church. But we are distracted by the news. We are distracted by words like racism, slavery, all of those things. It's like a ring in the nose of a big bull. And they can pull us however they want to if they keep using those words as long as we let them. But I believe yeah, we have Tony, I'm sorry I keep, I, I keep interrupting. It's kind of hard, it's hard you know for us I'll to hear talk. a little bit when uh, we're doing the broadcast from home. So I apologize for that. But I just want to, mm-hmm. I, I want to say that what you're saying is is very much working in opposition to culture because everything we're hearing from news media or social media is trying to divide us, especially Christians. They're trying the, – the, the mantra from culture is that we should bow more to our party then we should bow to our faith. And so we should find our brothers and sisters in the Democratic Party, or we should find our brothers and sisters in the Republican Party more than we should find our brothers and sisters inside the Christian church. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And so aren't we taught, though, that, you know, God says, if you're either for me or you're against me, it's not about those parties. Those parties will never agree. Jesus prayed that we would be one with him in him with one another, okay? That's the only way it can, ha- can happen. And so we have to remember who, who our Lord is, who, who, or else take off the T-shirt. Stop saying that you're a Christian if that's not what your first priority is. I'm into that. First- Tony Turner's with us. She's a writer. She's a speaker. She's a pastor. Tony, talk to us about your prayer life. What are you praying for? I'm praying, well, right now I'm praying for, I'm doing a graces and workshop tomorrow with the, uh, uh, one of the one of the big churches and uh, with the leadership and so you know just praying about that but I'm really praying for the leadership citywide because I believe if once we all start saying the same thing that we will you know the people will start getting on the same page God God is waiting and I think that uh, you know there's there are some of us that are just actively praying for that all the time I go to sleep with it and I wake up with it. That's good. Tony, your message resonates. People hear you. If they want to connect with you and be part of Gracism, what do they do? Um, Especially if they're on Facebook. Uh, You know, I haven't gone to any other social media, but if, uh, especially if they connect with me on Facebook, I'm going to be, you know, expanding a little bit, but if they connect with me and mention the word Gracism, I will put them on that page so that they can see what's up. Fabulous. Well, Tony, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. We're excited for you and for the vision of Christ first in all things. And mm-hmm. uh, from that, love will flow freely and racism will be diminished. Oh, praise God. Okay. Tony, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Okay, have a great day. God bless. You as well. Tony Turner. She's a writer. She's a counselor. She's a pastor. As she said, you can find her on Facebook, Gracism Task Force with Tony Turner. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, how about the buffet? You miss a buffet, Kath? I kind of. I know liked a buffet until now that I can't have one and now I think about it often. <laughs> okay, well welcome to the new buffet and I'm not talking about ground round. We'll talk about that next. Why do you think some of the top investors in the world are buying gold? Recently a handful of billionaires have been accumulating gold over other forms of investments. When the world's financial moguls like Sam Zell begin choosing metals, perhaps it's time you listen and follow suit with your own personal investments. 
Gold is formally recognized as a hedge against currency depreciation and inflation. Take David Einhorn as one example. Einhorn founded Greenlight Capital in 1996 and surged that fund from $900,000 to as high as $11 billion. Einhorn believes that the central bank's recent stimulus efforts will have an effect on pushing up the value of gold. He keeps 10% of his firm's value stored in gold bullion. If you're interested in knowing more about gold, platinum, and palladium, call Noble Gold for a no-pressure consultation. They have the most experienced representatives and an exclusive pipeline to metal sources. Visit them at noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow towels, roll-and-go anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcase, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody to Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corey Ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II, and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Pittsburgh. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. I've never been to Las Vegas. Okay. You know, people, some people just love Vegas. Uh, now, at the Caesars Palace, something called the Bacchanal Buffet, which was apparently world famous, it served 3,000 people a day, this oh. gigantic buffet, featuring hundreds of items, including sushi, dim sum, rotisserie chicken, bone marrow, 12-hour roasted American paleo, Lobster bisque, snow crab legs, chicken and waffles, gnocchi, pizza, deviled eggs, pho, miso soup, Penang curry, cheeseburger sliders, soba noodles. So, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do all those things well, but go on. Right. But now they're saying, hold on to the buffet because apparently a buffet is only as sanitary as its customers. And Mm. you know that in a recent survey... 
only 54% of Americans said that they washed their hands after going to, to the restroom. Right. Which, which means is appalling. a lot of people at the buffet line are using utensils that are bacteria fed. Mm-hmm. And now in the COVID-19 period, after the buffet has been shut down, people are trying to reimagine what the new buffet will look like. Right. Well, the new buffet should be someone who only makes one thing. I, I just, I, I think buffet should probably just go out if there's not someone who's going to serve you the food. If so you're going it's not really up a to, buffet. Well, yeah, but what, you're walking up to it. But what if you had your own tongs? Okay. Everybody has their own tongs. No, I don't. But then, no, because then they're going to put their tongue on their plate that they just licked, and then they're going to put the tongue back in the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. You know what I mean? So that's not going to work. I think you need servers. I think it's mm-hmm. the only way it would work. All you know, right. like the little guy in the big hat, you know, cutting the roast beef. Oh, I love that guy. I want to be well, best we, friends well, with that guy. We need like twelve of those right. on the buffet. What do we say? The be- best buffet I was ever at was the Horn of Plenty. You like the Horn of Plenty. Mm-hmm. The best one I was at was in Indonesia. I want really? to tell you how they can do a buffet. Really? Okay. All right. Well, I look forward to someday going back to a buffet just because right now I'm hungry. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A top doctor is warning that Florida's rapidly increasing number of coronavirus cases is turning Miami into the epicenter of the pandemic. And an epidemiologist says the region's situation is extremely grave. Their assessments came as Florida recorded more than 12,000 new confirmed coronavirus cases today. That's after a record-setting weekend. A Navy official says the fire suppression system was inoperable when a blaze erupted aboard the USS Bonhomme Richard in San Diego. The Howland gas system had been turned off while the amphibious assault ship was undergoing maintenance work. The fire erupted Sunday morning, and it continues to burn. At least 57 people were injured. Stocks gave up early gains and turned lower, barely finishing mixed today. The Dow gained 10, but the Nasdaq dropped 226 points. This is SRN News. So this is a true story. Quarantine 2020. My buddy is trying to convince his eight-year-old daughter to finish her spelling in the midst of their homeschooling. She's begging to go outside and play. So she says with confidence, Dad, hello, H-E-L-O. I've got spelling down. What I took from the story was, teachers are crazy awesome. They're just built with some advantages that allow them to educate our kids in awesome ways. At our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed with a pretty special advantage in our world. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Traveling internationally may not have been a priority for you in recent weeks. 
But as our country and others around the world start to reopen, we're confident it will be safe to travel to the Holy Land this December. Israel has already reopened to the public while maintaining safe social distancing. In fact, an independent organization recently rated Israel as the number one country on its COVID-19 safety ranking. There is no better time than now to sign up to join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell from MyPillow on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. Visit SebGorka.com and click the Israel banner to register. Seize the moment to celebrate life, freedom, and your faith by signing up to visit the inspiring Holy Land. Here's the best part. If for any reason you can't go, cancel without a penalty between now and August 14th. Reserve your spot today and travel to Israel this December with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit SebGorka.com and click the Israel banner. Hi. I'm John Henney from Henny Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. It's easier to change the world than you think. Sponsor a child in extreme poverty with Compassion International, and you will change the world for that child. Just text the word CHILD to 83393 to sponsor right now. Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek, Hebrew, or other courses online this fall at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Application deadline is July 30th. Visit pts.edu. Tonight, mainly clear with a low 57. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 84. Partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low 60. Partly sunny on Wednesday with a high 88. And on Thursday, mostly cloudy and humid. A shower or thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon with a high of 89. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Happy Monday to you. Welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of the Stay Home edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Kathy, good to see you. How are things? Things are fine, John. Um, mm-hmm. Not It's a beautiful day. It's not too hot. I'm looking nope. forward, however, to a weekend that looks uh, pretty unbearable. <laughs> it's okay. It's only Monday. Okay. You take one day at a time here, okay? All right. One day. Plus, I'm you got air conditioning, it. do you not? Uh, I Well, I have air conditioning that I cannot use during the show. Oh, okay. All right. Because of its loudness. So right. I do not have air conditioning at this point. <laughs> so you sound a little stressed out. I'm really glad that you keep bringing it up, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just trying to make things move forward. That's okay. all. Okay. Stressed out. Uh, yes. I saw a thing today from the good folks at Wallet Hub, which is a financial uh, website. And uh, they were looking at the uh, most stressed cities in the United States, yes. most stressed cities, which include things like hours worked per week, job security, traffic congestion, commute time, unemployment rates, job satisfaction. Now, uh, would you like to know uh, where we are, where Pittsburgh is within that? Uh, yeah, sure. And a list of how many? 
uh, a list of the study included 150 most populated uh, U.S. cities. Oh, these are cities. Pardon yes. me. I, in my head, I heard states. Okay, oh, sorry, so I'm sorry. how many cities? 150 top cities. 150. I yes. want to know how stressed out Pittsburgh is. Now, is okay. the number one the most stressed out? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Of the 150, this is weird. 150, you yeah. never guess. Salt Lake City. There's no stress. No Salt stress. Nice and easy. Easy peasy. The Mormons got it going on. Okay. Mm, very nice. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is number 97. Not bad. Not bad at all, right? I don't feel like that's bad. Okay. So let me go from the top 10 downward to number one. Okay. These, number are, the, 10. these are the top 10 most stressed cities. Yes. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. You do not want to live anywhere near these cities. Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mobile, Alabama, number nine. Hmm. St. Louis Mo, number eight. Really? New Orleans, number seven. Listen, when I was there, it seemed like people were often a little too relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> Baltimore, Maryland, number six. Mm-hmm. Newark, New Jersey, number five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gulfport, Mississippi, number four. Mississippi gets two. Okay. Birmingham, Alabama, oh, Alabama number gets three. Two. Okay. Detroit, Michigan, mm. number two. Uh, the number one most stressed out city in the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, that would be the mistake by the lake, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, oh, oh Cleveland. Huh? What the hooterly? What's going that on there? Is- that is sad news. Now, of course, we know that if you have a, a football team that's that bad for mm. that long in that many different ways, right. with that many different coaches and quarterbacks, it would lead one to, to sadness and depression. Yeah. You know your team is bad when you pine for Johnny Manziel, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Pittsburgh, not so bad. Wow. Well, okay. I feel pretty good about Pittsburgh. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's not bad at all. Now, do you have friends in Cleveland, John? Do you feel like you need to, to send sympathies to anyone there? No, I got nobody in Cleveland. Really? No, mm-hmm. no. I got somebody in uh, Akron. I got somebody in Columbus. Akron has the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or Canton, very close to Akron, has the Hall yeah. of Fame. But of course, you can't go there because you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. Is the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame open, do you think? Maybe it's closed. Maybe at like a limited That's a good question. Numbers. I can't imagine that's open. Yeah. That is the, you know, there are, there's supposed to be a great, uh, like outdoor market in Cleveland that I would like to go to. And yep. my husband and I have wanted to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ever since we met. And it's yep. been like three decades. So mm-hmm. we've never made it there. It's not like it's that far away. Right. Yeah. How about, so like every year, you know, they, it, it, new people are, are included in the Hall of Fame. Wonder who is not, this year who is going to miss the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, they're not um they they did already nominate and then they did announce who was uh who was entered in, but they're not going to have a ceremony like they normally. Right. You know, they, Nobody they is, have right? a big concert and Yeah, Major League Baseball is not doing the same, you know, all that. that, right? Football. Remember we Football. talked about it on the show about who was going to be uh who was going to be inducted. I can't think of a single band. Mike, can you think about it? any I can't think of any of the people I think it was Stevie Nicks this Tim year. Tim Lizzy. Well, it's not Tim Lizzy. I yeah. think it was Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, really? Is that somebody who works for uh, Green I Day? I don't think. Huh. I know somebody who works for Stevie Nicks. She's really? a, she's Stevie Nicks' dresser. Well, you know what? Well, that I, 
I don't know if she's doing such a hot job. Uh, sorry. I'm just saying. She's a friend of mine. Look, I'm sorry. Um, I think, I think Stevie Nicks is the only woman in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo performer and as a member of a band. What? Really? I, think so. I find that hard to believe. I think that's true. Fleetwood Mac. You're not a fan of Fleetwood Mac? I cannot. I really? cannot stand that band. Rumors? You don't no. love Rumors, that album? I, I love that album. That's a great album. I dislike everything about Why? that album. Beginning, Why? Well, because of what it was about. What? You, you you didn't know what it was about. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime I'll tell you about it when we're not on the air on this family no, program. Okay. Look, another thing gets ruined. One more Sorry. thing just bites that's the dust. The rumor, that's why it's called rumors. Is that there were all these rumors about Been what they down were doing. one time. Great. When I tell you what the album's about, you're not going to oh, like it anymore. Don't tell me because I still like the album. Sorry. Okay. You asked me. Okay, Mike, who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year? Oh, okay. he's efforting. He's I'm efforting still efforting. Anymore. I'm still trying to figure out. Well, right now, you can't visit. It's closed. Oh, it is closed? But right. with the, what's not making sense is you could still like buy tickets and get reservations. For some general, future date. Yeah. They're happy July to take 14th. Like for 2022, you can decide that you're going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, everything is closed. Can you believe that everything? No. Do you know how many things I would like to do and places I would like to go right now? I'd I'd be happy to get right now on the good ship lollipop. I know. Seriously. Just anywhere. I agree. Are you you a little, um, do you have cabin fever? No, I think I would have cabin fever if it was winter. Since I'm out in the yard a lot, I don't feel like I have that right now. I haven't been anywhere. I'm not like going... So the class, do you guys want to hear the class of 2020? Yes, I do. Meet the class of 2020. Here we go. Okay. The Doobie Brothers. Doobies. Whitney Houston. Okay. Nine Inch Nails. Oh. Notorious. I'm sorry. The Notorious Mm, Mm, B.I.G. T-Rex. I apologize if I butcher this, and especially if anybody likes this band. Uh, Deepak Mode? Mm, Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um... John Landau in Irving Azoff. I don't even know John who they Landau. are. Oh, they were uh, they were like film people. So those were uh, oh. Irving Azimov. Okay, that's be- that's oh. better. So maybe that's for a soundtrack. Oh, maybe so. You know, it's for like I don't know. Right. Wow. Okay. So that's that's right because we did talk about the Doobie Brothers and we talked about Depeche Mode and how T Rex. How does T Rex end up in the Hall of Fame. You know what? Uh, I saw something the other day. They were talking about like the the uh, rock and roll albums, the the bestsellers of this year. Yeah, rock and roll's dead. Everything in the top five, they were all like remakes, like best of. Really, rock and roll's dead. Yeah, I yeah. mean, country is rocking much harder than rock and roll. Yeah, and the only Seriously. way the only way anybody's making money is touring right now because no you touring. because the way that streaming services have completely ruined income for musicians the only yeah. way they can make money is to tour and now nobody can go to concerts right so it's anyway it's a bad time anyway well boy this has been a real pick me up segment to start the five o'clock hour <laughs> holy heck what the we're <laughs> That's the worst. I got cabin fever. You can't go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh I'd settle God. for Good Ship Lollipop. Everything's a mess. Everything's closed. Things are spiking. Thank God we got Jesus. Isn't that? And it is National Hoover. French Fries Day. Oh, exactly. thank you. We're going to talk to you about David French coming up Speaking next. Speaking of French fries. The French fry. And okay. actually, we're going to talk about uh, American religious liberty. David French from the Dispatch coming up next. We're happy you're along. You're going to cheer us up on Please. the Monday edition of The Ride Home.
101.5 WORD. What makes a natural-born leader? On the next Adventures in Odyssey, Jared thinks he's found one when he finds a poem in the school newspaper written by a new kid. However, is this poem really what Jared thinks it's about? And what about this new kid? Does he have what it takes to be a natural-born leader? Find out on the next Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. This is good news. Maybe exactly when you need it to Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by July 31st, and you'll save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. It's an unwritten rule of motherhood to put family before yourself. While very noble, it can also be counterproductive. This is Dr. Corin Garchak, the female half of the husband and wife team at Tranquility Specific Chiropractic. As a mother of two, let me encourage you, mom, not to ignore those aches and pains you've been feeling. Your family needs you at your best. We're here to help you meet the challenge. Tranquility Specific Chiropractic, 412-833-1314. Work at home. Work out at home. Second period math at home. Date night at home. Lately, we're doing a lot more at home, which means we're doing a lot less driving. With pay-per-mile car insurance from Allstate, you get the same reliable coverage you'd expect, but only pay for the miles you drive. Drive less, save more with Allstate. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote. Price based on driving behaviors and includes daily rates subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Well, you know, Christians have been on a roll um, at the Supreme Court lately. I would say, you know, religious liberty, religious freedom has been on a roll. But I think if you talk to a lot of Christians, they would go, well, you know, Christians are underrepresented here in America. We've been just sort of getting, you know, the boot. But I don't know about that. Well, David French is with us. David, uh, senior editor at The Dispatch. We love The Dispatch. and would encourage you to check so it good. out as well online. But he wrote a piece, David French did, uh, the case for religious liberty is more compelling than the case for Christian power. David, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. 
Thank you. Yeah, David, uh, you've written about a, a really curious phenomenon going on now that though we've seen court ruling after court ruling uh, preserving religious liberty, most evangelicals, at least on social media, talk about the next election as, quote, the most important in our lifetime because we're on the verge of losing it all. <laughs> right. You know, to put this in perspective, I, I long for Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, which is just a, you know, a marvelous religious liberty firm, uh, wrote accurately that religious liberty is on a 15-case winning streak before the Supreme Court. 15 wow. cases in a row. And 11 of those 15, and if you think these are fragile, narrow, difficult victories, 11 of the 15 are by supermajorities. That wow. means 9 and so, uh, but, but Christians feel extremely vulnerable nonetheless, even though it's, it's really probably, it, I think it's the, the most decisive religious liberty winning streak in the history of the Supreme Court. Wow. And what I did in uh, my Sunday newsletter at the Dispatch is I said, look, there's a difference between liberty and power. So mm-hmm. Christians are right that a lot of the disputes that they've won would not have come up 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago because they have power. But power is something different from liberty. <laughs> if you know, a, king, a king has power or a president has power, limit experience, you know, when they exercise power, that feels like freedom to them. But liberty is something else. Liberty is, is a right that you exercise against power. So liberty is a limit on power. And so I think a lot of Christians have sort of lamented the loss of power and not recognized the uh, gaining of liberty, because those are different things. Hmm. So let's go back then, because I think when we talk about religious or Christian power, people tend to think of the religious, you know, uh, the religious right, right? Um, you know, right. Um, Million Man March and all that. And you know, that was a, a high point for a lot of people, but not necessarily the best time for Christians. Yeah, you know, let's do, let's do an interesting thought experiment, something I, I did in my piece. Let's go back 100 years and ask Christians, uh, did you, was there more religious liberty in 1920 than 2020? And the answer to that is no, there wasn't. It wasn't even close. In fact, in 1920, it was still common for states to pass anti-Catholic state constitutional amendments called Blaine Amendments. So they were trying to limit Catholic liberty in their states, and a majority of American states by 1920 had passed these things. So there was not that much religious liberty. But what about the Protestant Church? Did it have power? Yes, in 1920 is when Prohibition came into effect. Mm. And Prohibition was the result of Christian Protestant political power. And so that's a, I think that's a really good illustration of the difference between religious liberty and religious power. In 1920, white American Protestants had a huge amount of political power, but America did not have a corresponding amount of religious liberty. White Christian Protestants could both pass Prohibition and target Catholic citizens for uh, discrimination. And so that's what I talk about when I talk about the difference between religious power and religious liberty. Okay, so what 
people are lamenting online. And I'm talking about people as in the average civilian who's not a lawyer, who's not keeping up with the minutia of the Supreme Court ruling. They're kind of just, you know, putting, you know, licking their finger and putting up in the cultural wind and seeing what's happening. They're seeing a decline in American Protestant power in culture, not a decline in American religious liberty. That's exactly right. So, and, and this is why, how you notice it, when, you're pa- when you have a lot of power, you can kind of do what you want without a lot of resistance. So when you, you, know, when you have uh, a lot of power, uh, you can protect your institutions without having to worry about going to court. Like if Christians, let's say if uh, you have Catholic charities that are under siege in the state of, uh, in the city of Philadelphia, this is a real case. If Catholic Americans were running the city of Philadelphia, they, their Catholic charities would never face a problem. So they wouldn't have to use their liberty, if that makes sense. Mm. So I see. Mm-hmm. So then, David, you know, then why has religious liberty increased even as Christian power decreased? Yeah, that's a very good question. And I think the answer to that question is that, uh, especially in recent years, uh, American jurisprudence has focused an awful lot on extending the blessings of liberty broader and deeper to all American citizens, regardless of race, religion, ethnicity. Um, and so a lot of those, uh, many of those cases involving, you know, those 15 victories are cases, for, for example, protecting minority religions or getting uh, uh, eviscerating anti-Catholic Blaine amendments. And so and some of them have, have protected white Protestants for sure. Uh, but they've also been extending the blessings of liberty more equally across this country. And that means, by necessity, increasing the, re- the reach of religious liberty, because that's one of the core blessings of American liberty. And so there's been a really strong argument to a lot of Americans that, yeah, religious liberty needs to be extended to everybody, um, mm-hmm. and that there's less of a strong argument to Americans that, hey, you know, this sort of white Protestant establishment needs to have all the power it used to have. That's a harder case to make than it is that everyone should enjoy the same kind of liberty. Okay, so so you're, you're urging, and by the way, we're talking to David French, senior editor at The Dispatch. So I'm taking from this, David, that you're urging us to be grateful that we live in a country that has so consistently preserved the right of religious liberty while recognizing that in American culture, things have changed. Now, what does that mean for the average Christian? Yeah, for the average Christian, you should be able to exercise in your religious uh, practice. You should be able to practice your religion with confidence, uh, speak with confidence, be a Christian with confidence. You have more rights to be a Christian right now in this country um, rights protected from government interference than any time in the whole history of the United States. Uh, so you have an incredible amount of liberty to practice your religion, to speak your faith. That is, uh, that's something that has been constitutionally reaffirmed time and time and time again. At the same time, what we've lost is that entitlement to run things in this country. Uh, Ross Douthat has called uh, America's white Protestant white Protestant Christianity, sort of the soft religious establishment of the U.S. Well, Americans are getting a heck of a lot more diverse. It's getting more diverse religiously. It's getting more diverse ethnically. Um, Many of your Christian brothers and sisters who are not white are now enjoying more liberty and more power. And so um, 
the way I put it in, in the piece is liberty is an unalienable right. Your right to practice your faith is an unalienable right. Your right to seize and, and wield power is not. That has to be earned. And I think that a lot of uh, what, you know, whenever you're a part of a group, that for a long time it's sort of taken for granted that, you know, members of its tribe, broadly construed, kind of run things around here. <laughs> and that begins to go away. There's a real sense of anxiety and angst and loss. And it's not the same everywhere. I mean, where I live in Tennessee, Tennessee, it's, you know, uh, evangelicals are still, you know, the dominant faction in this state. And it's going to be a long time before the state of Tennessee takes any action to restrict religious liberty or interfere with religious liberty. Or, you know, you you still have the, the practice of politicians clothing themselves in the Bible and the gospel, whether they're good people or not, as part of an effort to win office. Yes. So it's not the same everywhere, but it is different in, in some places. Christianity is not favored, is not esteemed, and that's the places where Christians have lost the most power. So I would say overall, and I think you may agree, that this is good news, right? I mean, I'd much rather have religious liberty, the freedom to worship how I choose, as opposed to worrying about Chick-fil-A being pushed off college campuses. (laughs) Right. Yeah, overall, it is good news, because you know what? Um, We as Christians should be thankful that our Christian brothers and sisters who uh, are not white have just as much liberty as we have. We should be thankful for that. We should be grateful for that. We should be celebrating that. And we should also know as a matter of justice, just simple justice, it is we should be grateful for the fact that people from other places are equal citizens in the eyes of the law from us. But we've got to roll up our sleeves about our influence culture. Um, we have to be able to use, we have to use that, that liberty that we have with boldness and with energy and with courage uh, to recover, especially in places that now you know, are really scorning Christianity, right. to recover some of that cultural influence. And we have to earn it. We have to do it the right way. And uh, I think that's the problem, to. that generally Christians, we are always our own worst enemy. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one way to illustrate that is, is just to ask yourself this question. Um, if you have, have you ever seen a religious congregation die out, or that you've, if you've seen a religious congregation shrink or die out or diminish in its looks, so let's ask this question. Has it been because of the government, or has it been because maybe that religious institution was uh, was judge, excessively judgmental, or a pastor right. ran off with the secretary, or there was some right. sort of scandal. Right. It's almost always because of the latter. I don't know too many American religious bodies that have shrunk and died out and shriveled away because of the government. That is so true. David, before you leave us, tell us about The Dispatch. Yeah, The Dispatch is a new uh, conservative media company. We have website and newsletters, podcast. You can find all about it at thedispatch.com. And our goal is to bring you fact-based journalism and fact-based analysis. Uh, in other words, we try, we're trying to be journalists you can count on. Take a pause from the hot takes and the outrage clicks and go a little bit deeper. That's our goal. Very nice. Listen, I love the dispatch so much, John. I know sure you do. feel the same way. It is a terrific addition to my day. I can't First thing in the morning, highly. it's in my inbox. I love it so much. Good job, David. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks so much. Our great pleasure. 
So we'll take a quick break, come back. We've got much more ahead. Um, we've been talking about uh, American Indians, right? Uh, what's happening here with the Washington Redskins. Does that make a difference to you? I mean, here we are in Pittsburgh. There's still a lot of high schools around, even colleges, that you know use Indian names. Let's talk about that in a few minutes. And your phone calls are welcome as well. Stick around. It's the 5 o'clock hour of the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Facing a layoff near retirement? You may have some important decisions to make regarding your 401k. If you don't work there, should your money stay? This decision could be important to achieving your retirement goals. This is Ethan Lane, Associate Advisor with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team has worked with many families with these types of decisions and understand your options. With taxes at historic lows, we can look at options for your 401k that could save you on taxes down the road. Our team at Accurate Solutions Group is offering a 10-step layoff survival guide. For your complimentary copy, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Accurate Solutions Group is ready to assist you. For your copy or to schedule your complimentary 401k review, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Neither the firm nor its representatives can provide tax advice. We are welcoming patients back and we're happy to do so. Although we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to, the same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care is still there. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. These are very dark and unusual times that we are going through right now. And, and I wonder about the, the world and those who don't know Christ in their lives what they're thinking about, because as difficult as things are, at least if you love Jesus, you know that in the end, you'll be with Jesus and everything will be okay. Now, all that to say, especially if you've got a young son or daughter, those precepts, those biblical precepts of leadership must be instilled from an early age. That's why both Kath and I are thrilled that our children attend Grove City College. Kath? Yeah, if there ever was a time, John, when we need good leaders, man, this is one of those times. Amen. You know, you just look at the acerbic nature of how people communicate online, and you look at how dysfunctional our national government is, not to mention state or local government, and you think, gosh, we really need to be training young people to think logically, to act with heart, um, to look outward to the world with compassion and understanding, grace and truth. That's what a leader is all about. And it doesn't happen by accident, John. Amen to that. We need to look at the world, whether it's politics, science, art, or economics, through a strong Christian lens. I would say if you've got a young son or daughter and they're looking at their next step in education, you definitely should look at Grove City College online, gcc.edu. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, mainly clear with low 57. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 84. Partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low 60. 
partly sunny on Wednesday with a high 88, and on Thursday, mostly cloudy and humid, a shower or thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon with a high of 89. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome back. We come to you uh, on the radio, terrestrial radio at 101.5 Word FM. And for those of you who are viewing us, we come to you uh, from Word FM through the power of the Zoom. Of Zoom. If you've got to ask me last year what Zoom was, I'd have been like, what are you talking about? Zoom, Zoom. Is that a Mazda? Zoom, Zoom. But now everyone's Zooming. Uh, I was on a Zoom call the other day. With me? No. I can't no, you blew it off. You blew are it you off. Cheating? Are you cheating on me and Mike? No, you you blew you blew it right off there, lady. <laughs> you and Mike both actually. As a oh, that's of fact. right. We weren't. Yeah, Mike, we were right, supposed right. to be on that call, but we couldn't. Right. right. Eh, I don't know. I was. This working. is. I get so weird. I don't. I don't mind like Zoom calls with you guys because I know you. But mm-hmm. how about like when you're in a Zoom call like with total strangers? Isn't I that despise weird? that so yeah. much. It's really seriously. Weird. I get like, I get like neurotically shy. Like I can't look anybody in the eye. I don't want to comment. I just, I want to like just like turn the thing off and run away. I hate it so much. I'm sorry, I can't say hate. I despise it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom. Anyway, I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal today. Of course, they have rules for proper Zoom etiquette. Oh gosh, we should have read that before we started putting our show on Zoom. No, I, I feel good about these. Rule number one. What do you think rule number one is for your Zoom etiquette? Uh, wear pants. The, Wear pants? Uh, that doesn't come up. <laughs> no. I think it should. Rule number one is, no, no, don't be late. Oh, don't be late. Be yeah, on time. Be on right. time. Right? Be where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there. Don't okay. be late for your Zoom call. Okay. I got in there early for the Zoom call. I heard somebody talking about their personal life. I was like, whoa, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear know that. about this. Yeah. Turn on the camera. But people what? forget. To, oh, listen, that is a wanna... really good one. No, no. I can't stand when I'm in a Zoom meeting and somebody and so, doesn't have their camera on. They just have the black screen. I can't stand that. I wish I, I would prefer that myself. Well, of course, we all would prefer that. But the mm-hmm. point is you're in a Zoom meeting, so you should not be doing that. Right. All right. Uh, sit still. Don't be so fidgety on yeah, Zoom. Yeah, I have a problem with that. Look, You're at a little me. fidgety. I see you in there. Listen, I see you I running. Get fidgety. Look, just I'm, sit. I'm, all right. Just be still. Okay. Never. Yeah. Okay. No eating. No eating. Don't Who's be eating eat on Zoom. Zoom. Right. Are you allowed? What about? Are you allowed to drink? Like I have my tea. Oh, I'm always drink drinking. It? There you go. I'm I'm drinking right now. Here you go. Okay. I got my pig glass <sighs> today. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. No, you have to have to hydrate while you're on Zoom. Uh, <laughs> is that one of the? Is that one of the ten you're reading? That's my. Right. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's only five. I think oh. this is the final one. Oh no. Get good at interrupting. Yeah. That's we've actually had to learn that on the show here oh. since we've been broadcasting from home. Get good because you know, we have we have to interrupt our guests only because it's since there's no, you know, eye contact and we can't control levels in, right. a, in a studio like we normally would, you just have to. Excuse me, please. Yeah. Yeah. Close the office door. Because you know kids are gonna wander in or whatever, right? Or your pets. Remember the guy on CBS? Oh, yeah. With his kid and right. his wife and Fabulous. wandering in. That was awesome. I um, recorded I recorded a thing this weekend, John. You saw and uh, my cat walked in. Oh, yeah. It's very nice. I like yeah. that. I like to have your pets on camera, right? Yeah. He just he didn't care. Yeah, he didn't no, care that we were recording and it was going to be broadcast. He was like, <laughs> I'm coming in. Uh, the final thing, uh, Zoom etiquette, don't multitask. 
Well, what could you be doing? Well, you could be doing a million and one things. What? I'm texting, I'm writing, you know, I'm just doing other things by not paying attention. I'm well, multitasking. I well, I mean, I, I write all the time during our show. I was going to bring that up, but you know, now that here it is. Yeah. Okay. You're the one who always, you're the one who always says, Hey, what about, what about your notes from last Thursday? Oh, right. Yeah, I do you appreciate you that. taking the notes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, multitasking, you know, I mean, like that, that, that phone call, that awkward phone call I was on last week, I wanted more than anything to like be texting or watching some Netflix or something, anything, but just being in that meeting. Right. That's all. By the way, Mary, Mary, our, uh, one of our top fans on Facebook. Yeah. She loves Fleetwood Mac. See, and does she love rumors? Oh, well, listen, Been down she know one what, time. Listen, do you guys know what that album's about? Well, if, apparently it's about something horrific. It is about well, something horrific. Ooh. That's why it's called know. Rumors. She's spinning her. That's my only problem with her. What's she spinning for? Because she's, she's a She's always witch. spinning. She's, she's a, a witch. She's not a witch. What are you talking about? She's a witch. Like a real Stevie, witch? Stevie Nicks is a Wiccan. Come on. She's she a Wiccan? Is. Yes. That's like some, that's not, that's like some bad. That's not true. A, a yes, wicked. It is. Come on. At least, at least what she was doing, just like a white winged dove, she was a wicked. What? That's her spinning around. That was from the video. She was a wicked. Just like a white winged What? I didn't know hear that. I'm not getting a good friend of mine who's been her dresser forever. Crisscross the world with a woman. Great. She's not a wicked. She, she's a sensible person. She kind of looks like one. Doesn't mean the Stevie Nicks isn't one. Jeez. Why is it that every time we like talk about music, you've always got like some dark secret and something ruins all the music. It ruins all the music. Now, you know, I got, I got nothing. I'll be like listening to, you know, Banjo Sam and you got something on him. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't like it. Hey, did you hear about Banjo Sam? Don't, I don't want to hear it. Please don't tell me. Oh gosh, Mike, I'm doing the best I can. I'm just here to help. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, speaking of weird things. Uh, okay. Uh, sports teams are changing their names. Yep. Uh, pirates though, as bad as they are, they're not changing their the name. Pirates should think about changing their name. Yeah. And we were at uh, Giant Eagle. I had a, uh, a dad joke the other day. Uh, Giant Eagle. I'm surprised by this. Yeah, Giant Eagle selling corn. An ear of corn is a dollar. That seems like a lot. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. I said, Hey, that's pirate corn. My kids are like, what? I said, that's a buccaneer. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, that was a good dad joke. I thought. Buccaneer. Joke. Okay. Anyway. So uh, we're changing names. Uh, Washington Redskins. Yeah. We're going to open up the phone lines to talk about the changing of the names. Yeah. Should all native American team names be changed? So Kath, uh, your kids go to North Hills. Mm-hmm. They're the North Hills Indians. Yep. Want to change that name? Well, I don't want to, but if there are Native Americans who are offended by that, I don't think it's really kind or sensible of me or sisterly to say, you know what, that's too bad, so sad, that's the name of our team. Mm -hmm. Well, you're on the PTA. You better get it straightened out. I'm not on the PTA. No, you're not. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Should all Native American team names be changed? So the Washington Redskins, the Braves. Atlanta Braves. You name it, right? All the other 2,000. What was it? We have 2,128 Native American mascots in, yeah. in America right now. Should they, all those names be changed? Does that affect you in some way? 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. What about um, uh, who else? Who else is a, like a, a, an Indian sports name? Mm, 
I don't know. I can't think of any right now. I'm sure there are a ton. All right. Well, we're asking people to call. <laughs> we're asking you to call 800-320-8255. What do you got? You got an opinion about this? I'll tell you what I got an opinion about Stevie Nicks and the dang Wiccan thing. <laughs> I mean, if you want to call about that, I'd be happy to talk to you about that as well. <laughs> and Banjo Sam. All right. Take a break. Come back. Stick around. It's the ride home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. 800-320-8255. WORD. She was almost aborted. On the next Focus on the Family, hear the testimony of Christina Bennett. Her mother was crying in the hallway of an abortion clinic, and a kind woman asked if she wanted to keep her baby. Mom said yes, and the woman said, then God will give you strength. Get out of here. And she ran. That's next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. We all scream for ice cream. That's exactly what's happening every day at the Springhouse in 84. We're literally up to our elbows in ice cream. But who could resist a cotton candy ice cream cone? Or how about cookie dough? Or Heath Crunch? Or even raspberry chocolate yogurt? You've just got to try them all. If not a cone, then how about a toasted almond fudge ball? Creamy vanilla ice cream rolled in toasted chopped almonds topped with gooey hot fudge and real whipped cream or better yet a strawberry ice cream shortcake made with real old-fashioned shortcakes smothered with sliced strawberries and again real whipped cream jump in the car now head to 84 in the Springhouse, where we want you to scream for ice cream seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult even scary but they don't have to control or define you The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. AT&T, $76 a month. Verizon Wireless, $83 a month. Sprint, $92 a month. That's what the average family of four is saving a month by switching to Pure Talk USA. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data, all for just $20 a month. Go to puretalkusa.com, enter the promo code half off and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. puretalkusa.com, promo code half off. Puretalk USA, simply smarter wireless. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corrie ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II, and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Pittsburgh. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. So news today that the Washington Redskins are going to change their name. They're no longer going to be the Redskins. 
Apparently, uh, I think a lot of it to me is just, you know, money connected where FedEx paid a couple hundred million dollars to the Washington Redskins for naming rights for their stadium. FedEx started to object about that because of, you know, some sort of groundswell. Uh, To to be honest, I I mean, look, I'm not Native American, but I I do believe that more often than not, it was as though you were lifting up the Native Americans, you know, know. American Indians. Right. You were saying it was a proud thing. It was a cool thing. Because that was the that was the name of your team. Right. It was like, you know, brave. Something I would, you know, celebrate. I wasn't trying to pander or make fun of or denigrate uh, American Indians, Native Americans. I wanted, you know, to honor that in some way. I don't know. Right. But, you know, we live in this really touchy age. And and maybe if you were Native American, you wouldn't hear it that way. I don't know. Are any Native Americans in our audience right now? Would you like to chime in on that? Uh, Give us a call, though. I mean, should all Native American team names be changed or should people just grow up? Should we just get over this and just get on with it? 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. We'd love to hear your conversation about this. I mean, have we just lost? Are we so politically correct that everything now is going to be scrubbed clean so no one's offended and this is just how we are in America? So, you know, everything's just very dainty in America right now. Uh, we're going to the phones? Okay. Uh, Mike, you're with us. Thanks for calling, John and Kathy. How are you doing today? What's going on? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. So I would like to continue on that vein. I'm an Irishman. So the next question is, are we going to change the fighting Irish to the fighting people? Right, 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 right. At at, at what point do we stop is my question. And I'm not not out to offend anybody, but where do we draw the line? And and where do the, what I call a sense of humor and sense of um, forgiveness and understanding come into play? Yeah. First of all, Mike, thank you so much for calling and for listening. Um, the first thing I would say is, and I, I thought about the Fighting Irish this morning as we were um, getting ready for today's show, but the difference is that Native Americans were subjugated by uh, the white man when they came to this continent. And not that was not the kind of thing that took place over six months or a year. It took place over decades and decades and century. So there's just, there's a lot more baggage there than it is when we're talking about the fighting Irish. It's yeah, just sure. a, diff, it's a different situation. But you know, I mean, so, so were the Irish, right? I mean, as immigrants of the country, the it's Irish the were same, put down as same. well. I know it's not the not same. The same. Right. Of course, the, the country was essentially taken from the, the Indians. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Right. Well, and there's no trail of tears for the, there for is the no Irish tra- Americans. Right. So how do you make things right? Are you making things right by taking away all Indian names? I don't know. That's I guess that's the question. 800-320-8255. Um, Mike, we got a caller here. Uh, who is this, please? Hello. Hello. Hi, ma'am. Yeah, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. What do you have? Okay, thank you. Okay. I was wondering if uh, the Redskins of Washington would put up some money toward the Indians if they would could keep the name. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. So would they make, you know, consistent donations to, you know, whatever reservation or Indian tribe? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Okay, that's not a bad idea. I mean, look, look at how many Native Americans are living in deep poverty. I mean, the reservations are just abysmal. They're truly and why are. are the reservations like that? The reservations I mean, are like that because horrific. of the marginalization that the white man pushed upon Native Americans. We just have to acknowledge that. Yeah, we just have to. This is that's part of the conversation. 
casinos notwithstanding, right? right. Because there are areas where casinos, casinos are owned yeah, by. It's, not, yeah. it's right. not like the casino project is made up for what happened before. No, it hasn't. Yeah. But when you look at Native Americans and, you know, their health and, you know, their schooling and all that, I mean, it really truly is abysmal. So yes. you want to, you know, want to be an advocate for Native Americans. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let FedEx uh, pony up some money for that. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Or f- just as us. I don't know. 800-320-8255. Or are we just being so sensitive now? Well, everyone's offended. Everyone's upset. What's happened to us? We've just kind of fallen off a cliff here. Mike, who's on the line? Adrian. Hey, Adrian, you're with uh, Kath Hi. and I. Uh, what's your point, please? So my point is to know the history of why teams were uh, called or named the way that they are is very important. That's something that my dad taught me about history. It was like, what was the meaning? Why, what, why are they called this? And I think that in a time that we're becoming more conscious of the history of why teams are called certain names, and if that uh, person or that people are uncomfortable with it, why not change it? Why not be sensitive to that? Um, being too sensitive, that, that's kind of like saying, well, we don't care. Uh, it, it's always been that way. The fighting Irish, yeah, I have friends of so many denominations or, or uh, backgrounds that I would say, hey, if, if they're offended by that, that, hey, all Irish people don't fight and we're not angry and, and drunkards and cussing, change right. it. Why not right. change it? You know, um, everything can be changed. Yeah. Okay. I, listen, I appreciate that point of view. I, again, I resonate with that because I think it's really not that big of a deal. If it bothers somebody, I would just rather reach out and say, okay, like, you know. Okay. So then what, how do you ever get a consensus or a majority of Native Americans going, well, yeah, I'm going to raise my hand here. You know, eight out of 10 Native Americans find this offensive. That's I do not, not know happen. about that. But I feel like if you are the, the chairman or the president of a sports team, you can find a way to manage that on your own. You can, you can, you know, come up with a a survey, you can engage a a survey agency to do it for you, whatever it is. I don't think that we can do that on a, on a national basis, but certainly, you know, I, I bet that, that the, I forget who the owner of the Redskins is right now. Why is this escaping me? Um, But anyway, I'm sure that that's why they finally decided that they were going to do it because they did enough research and they thought, well, no, no, I think the reason they finally decided to do it is because FedEx complained enough, right? Yeah, you're probably right. It was motivated by money. Thank okay. you, Daniel Snyder. Yes. Um, yeah, you're, I'm sure it did have more to do with money. But okay. I also think, I'm at, or maybe am I too naive? Do maybe. I just want to think that maybe there was some concern about Native American populations and what they thought of the name? No, no. I, I, I think that's correct. But I think the overriding thing was, you know, that, you know, FedEx was going to pull away their $245 million. And that was what got everybody's attention. Not because Native Americans were complaining or crying out because they were feeling oppressed. They've been talking about that for a long time. Because money always talks loudest. We got somebody else on the line here, Mike? Eddie. Okay. Hey, Eddie, you're with us. How you doing? Hey, John. Hey, Kathy. How you guys doing? Good. good. Thanks for calling. Good, good. Um, I just wanted to say, I think one of the differences um, with the name Redskin in particular is that that's offensive because it's more of a description um, mm-hmm. rather than the name Chief or Brave, mm-hmm. if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. It's like me, sense, yeah. um, as, 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 as a black man, it's like a team being called the Pittsburgh Darkies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the Redskin, I think, is equivalent to that, I believe. Okay, so it's like a pejorative. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's why Redskin may be more yeah. offensive than just Chief Indian or even Brave. And, and to respond to the guy's um, comment about the Irishman, there's nothing offensive about being called an Irishman. So, you know what I'm saying? Rather, um, yeah, with yeah, the fighting yeah. Irish, yeah, yeah, there's nothing not offensive about word. Irish. Right. Yeah, well, it's not a fighting Irish word. Whereas Redskin could be viewed as that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Eddie. Terrific to hear from Eddie. Um, let me also say the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, that has to be the same. No, no. Thing, Cincinnati right? Reds are their their uh, their socks. They were once called the Cincinnati Red Stockings because all the players wore red socks. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. What the Florida State Seminoles? And again, now Eddie, if Eddie would say that that's not a pejorative. That's just... no, because the Florida they were from the Seminoles were a tribe in right. Florida. So that's what I'm saying. It's not a pejorative. No, no. So, right? that, so yeah. that would be different. Um, Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I mean, can, would you take offense to that? Okay, all right. I don't we know. Take a break. Okay, we need to take a break. All right. Uh, 800-320-8255. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stick around. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. I was talking to my sister about refinancing, and she reminded me about her first refinancing experience years ago. It was about 25 years ago, and she didn't try to understand the process. Basically, she just picked the company's name out of a hat, hope for the best. Well, in that process, she talked to six different people in the same company, and the night before she was to sign the papers, they called to say they had miscalculated, and please, when you come in tomorrow, bring a check for $950. Now, clueless about the process, she complied. Went in with a check for nine fifty, signed all the papers, and that was that. Oh, and at the signing, the agreed upon interest rate was different. Years later, my sister cringes at her inexperience and still feels foolish knowing that she'd been duped. At United Faith Mortgage, that story is never going to happen. Their small family team allows them to give you personal one-on-one service, and you'll be with that same person all the way through the process, upfront, transparent, from start to finish. Family and faith are at the middle, unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Ready for some fun in the sun along 60 miles of wide open beaches? Come to Myrtle Beach, where happiness comes in waves. With affordable non-stop flights from Pittsburgh, you'll be on the beach in no time. Plan your summer vacation today at visitmyrtlebeach.com. That's visitmyrtlebeach.com. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsoruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. 
Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. I was a little bit surprised, but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. And their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. All right, so now that the Washington Redskins will change their name, how will they choose a new name? Any idea on that? No, I don't know. I think they are taking suggestions, which they will probably That's the disregard. Worst. They're probably hiring like a, a consulting firm, yeah. which you know, yeah, would yeah, be even be, worse. It's going to be super duper safe and vanilla. Well, do you think, I mean, they have to do it before the season starts, right? Yeah, and they, it's, it's, they have to do it fast. Right. I don't know. I still think it's... I. I I think it's a good thing. I just, mm. I don't think this, we have to turn this into a culture war moment. Mm. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's a, it's a matter of opening your eyes and just reaching out with kindness. And if it hurts a little, I mean, it's not going to take away Daniel Snyder's fortune. It's not okay, going to so change how people look at the Washington Redskins. What's your suggestion? It's Washington. What would it be? The Washington thieves, the, the Washington liars. Mm-hmm. No <laughs> goods. The, the Washington, the pa- oh, you can't do the Patriots, right? The elites. The Washington, the Washington elites. I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but I don't know heaven help us. Anyway, let's pray for some peace amongst us all. Hmm? Thanks for being with us. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.